I'm Tony Lombardi with The Word on the Street, brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Discover the healing power of hemp. It's not about getting high. You won't. It's about feeling better. Shop at PanaceaLife.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-E-A Life.com. Use code RSR at checkout and get a 30% discount. Back in 2000, the Baltimore Ravens were the shoulders of a once-in-a-lifetime defense to an NFL title. We celebrated the birth of Festivus Maximus. Fresh off an 8-8 1999 season, no one expected much from the Ravens. There's nothing more exhilarating than achieving something that seems out of reach. There's an enormous sense of accomplishment when that happens, and as a result, one could argue that no matter what the Ravens accomplish from January 28, 2001 forward, they will never again match the sheer joy of Super Bowl 35. The victory wasn't just one for the team, Brian Billick, Art Modell, or the organization. It was one for an entire community, scarred by the departure of the Colts and the repeated rejections by the NFL. From the time Bob Rosé and his cronies hightailed out of town on a snowy night in March of 1984, right up to the arrival of the Ravens in 1996, Baltimore played the role of the jilted lover. The city attempted to land an expansion franchise in 1993, but lost out to Carolina and then Jacksonville. Paul Tagliabue suggested that instead of investing in the NFL, perhaps Baltimore should build a museum. An ill-advised quip that Tagliabue will never live down in Charm City. The night before this historical evening in 2001, I happened to bump into Billy Davis, a reserve receiver and special teams ace. I asked Billy how he felt. I'll never forget his response, a player who was a repeat Super Bowl winner as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Billy said, I've been here before and I've never been part of a team this well prepared to win. The look in Davis's eyes was that of sheer confidence and determination. These weren't just words, but rather a statement of conviction and will, a will that the team collectively exerted upon the seemingly defenseless New York Giants. After the game, Ravens fans both old and new basked in the communal glow of purple confetti as it fell and tumbled from the sky. The moment seemed to stand still in time, a freeze frame of life interrupted by the words of then-Ravens owner Art Modell as he stood at the podium with the vilified Tagliabue. This is for the city of Baltimore, Baltimore County, and the state of Maryland. On that night, Baltimore received its official validation. We were back in the NFL and back in a very big way. No longer were there feelings of a jilted lover. No longer did Tagliabue's silly little statement rip at your soul. No longer did the Colts' clandestine exodus seem as painful. We were world champions, and Silver Betty was coming home to Baltimore. Super Bowl thirty-five wasn't any ordinary Super Bowl for Baltimore. It was a red-letter day, and it could be argued that Super Bowl thirty-five was a greater accomplishment for a scarred city than any of the Baltimore Colts championships. Super Bowl thirty-five truly was Festivus Maximus. I can't wait to see how ESPN's 30 for 30 handles it. I'm Tony Lombardi.